0: Download the Move app and log in with your Mamma Mia login. Head to move.mamma mia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to the Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. It's Mad Monday season, where footy clubs of all codes celebrate or commiserate the season that was.
1: For the footballers, Saturday night is for the club, Sunday for the supporters, but come Monday, it's their turn to party with their mates.
0: But sometimes, this end-of-year party becomes something ugly. Some Bulldogs players have been photographed naked after Mad Monday celebrations spiralled out of control at a Sydney pub. Today, we speak to former AFL player Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald and the NRL's Cultural Change in Education program leader, Professor Catherine Lumby, to ask the question, should Mad Monday still be a thing in 2019? It's the end of the footy season. The players have invested hundreds and hundreds of hours into training and playing the game they love. And now they have the chance to take a step back and enjoy an end of season party with their playing mates. Between the NRL and the AFL, there are 34 Mad Monday celebrations at the professional level each year. But some years, one of them makes headlines.
1: A popular dwarf entertainer claims he was set on fire during an AFL club's Mad Monday celebration. I've
2: got to say, as far as Mad Mondays go, having a stripper there or a topless waitress he there. He looks
0: like he is stripped nude and he is dancing on the balcony.
1: That he poured beer on a woman and slept a woman.
0: With the level of media interest in these occasions, there's no chance that you can get away with any bad behaviour. But the lesson doesn't seem to have been learned by some who continue to drink heavily and then conduct themselves in unacceptable and sometimes criminal ways in public. With the inability for some players to handle themselves while drinking and the possibility that every mistake will be documented, should Mad Monday celebration still even be a thing in 2019? Former Sydney Swans and Crows player and now co-host of Sydney's Nova Breakfast radio show, Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald, has attended his fair share of Mad Monday celebrations. Fitzy, should Mad Monday still be a thing?
1: Um, Look, being an ex-footballer, for me, my personal experience with Mad Mondays is, yeah, I definitely think they should. It's, It's a great opportunity to get together as a team and to have a few drinks and to get to know the senior players, which you don't really get to do throughout the year. A lot of them have families of their own and, you know, they don't really socialise as much anymore. So for us, it was always a great opportunity to get the team together and to celebrate the year that you had.
0: The actual game aside, is it something that players do look forward to at the end of a season?
1: Oh, without a doubt. In any football club or any sporting team, Clay, there's always going to be different types of people. They're going to be the quieter ones who don't like to drink or party or stuff like that. There's going to be the outlandish ones like myself who like to be the centre of attention. There's always different groups. So whenever you go to a Mad Monday, you'll see the ones that want to kick into another gear and then you'll see the other ones that are quite unassuming. They'll have a few drinks and decide to wind it up quite early. So you, you get different groups that do it.
0: So who's actually putting this together? Is this something that the club does for the players or is this organised by the players themselves?
1: It's players. It has nothing to do with the club. The clubs have never been a fan of Mad Monday. You know, it's always a worrying time of year and you see in the NRL now as well is that God, in the off-season, club officials must be just looking at their phone every time they go to bed waiting for another phone call of what's happened. But it's always organised by the players. Usually they'll find a pub where they can close the pub down. They have none of the public in there. I know the Swans over the years used to do it at the Annadale Hotel and they'd block out the windows so no media could see in. It was different back in the day because you didn't really have much media around. Now they are waiting for somebody to do something wrong. So we live in a totally different world now, but it's all organised by the players.
0: Is player behaviour ever discussed beforehand? So, you know, the club knows Mad Monday's coming. Do they sit them down and say, guys, can we please try and just check our behaviour?
1: Yeah, they do. The clubs do say that. And they give you a warning to say if anyone stuffs up, you're in a bit of trouble. Then depending on what club it is, then it comes down to the leaders. You usually have your leadership group and your vice captain and captain. And if you've got a good one of those, they will pull the boys aside. And if they have a great reputation and everyone looks up to them, they will listen. So boys, let's have a few drinks today. Let's enjoy the day. But look, if anyone's going a bit silly, we need to look out for each other here. So you need to wind someone up or put them into a cab or get them home or take them somewhere else so it's not represented by the whole team. So don't get me wrong, Claire, you can can have as many of these chats as you want, but when they are fully sloshed, these blokes, and then they want to hit the town, you can't stop them. That's the thing.
0: Well, that's when the stuff happens that we see that hit the headlines. These Mad Monday incidents, as they've been referred to, when you see that happen as a player you're involved in a club, in a team that you're very proud of, and then this kind of stuff happens and it really drags down a club's reputation, how do you then discuss that with teammates or within the club itself? Do you have a laugh about your you know stupid mate got caught doing something, or is it really taken seriously?
1: That's where leaders in the club need to really stand up, and obviously, we've seen the Canterbury bulldogs up on tables dancing completely naked and vomiting out the front of hotels and stuff like that i mean that's where you need a leader from the club to come in and go boys this is just too much wind it up or you know we we're going back to somebody's house so we can't be seen if that's what you want to do look don't get me wrong i I can remember god when when i was younger i can remember seeing guys that decided to get naked I remember that's Anywhere you go with young people, I mean, that's going to happen somewhere. It's just these guys are under the spotlight a lot more. So you have to be a lot smarter where you do it.
0: Now, you're a dad these days, Fitzy. You've got a couple of footy-loving young boys in your household. Mm. What would you say to them when they get to Mad Monday age? Do you even want them going to this stuff? What would you say to them before they walk out the door that night?
1: They are moments. They're not, they're not the main moments from your career, but they are moments that you remember forever. I mean, I remember sitting down with guys like Tony Lockett and having a beer and Paul Kelly from the Sydney Swans and Mark the these guys that you looked up to. Now, we, we all make mistakes with alcohol when we're younger. You just hope that you teach your kids to make the right decisions. So in a moment where they may have had a few drinks, You just hope that they make the right decision and maybe slow down a little bit or or, or go do something else. But we all need to learn mistakes to actually know what we're doing wrong and learn learn by them so we never do them again. So for any young footballer, it's a great day. And, And, of course, I would be urging my boys to get involved, but just to take it easy and not do anything stupid. You don't have to be the one that stands out from the crowd enjoy the day and get to know the senior players.
0: Professor Catherine Lumbee from Macquarie University has worked with the NRL for 15 years on their Cultural Change in Education program. Professor Lumbee, do you think Mad Mondays should
2: be a thing of the past? Well, I reckon there are two answers to that. On one hand, I would say no, absolutely not, because I think everybody in workplaces these days works incredibly hard. And an annual end-of-year party in the workplace it's kind of celebration and and, you know well job well done stuff and a chance to hang out with the colleagues that we get on with and all of that but on the other hand if we look at the annual end of year party there are a lot more questions people now ask about where does it take place what's appropriate behavior and hashtag me really got us thinking about that in terms of the way in which some men have behaved in the past at those parties and probably some women as well. Now, with Mad Monday, it's really like the end of year party for the NRL. And what's been going on for the past decade is a real reckoning about what is acceptable behaviour. And there's no question that in the sport of rugby league, and in fact, in a lot of other workplaces in Australia, what's been seen as boys being boys is no longer acceptable.
0: So is this more about educating these young men better about their alcohol consumption and their behaviour rather than sticking them with a ban on Mad Monday?
2: I think so. You know, a lot of people say things like, well, we should, you know, just ban all these things. Well, that's equivalent to saying, well, why don't we just lock them in a cage 24-7? People don't learn anything if they're locked in cages. (laughs) You know, what they need to do is learn what is appropriate social behaviour in a variety of circumstances. And you can pour a lot of alcohol down some people's throats and they are not going to turn around and at the sharp end of it rape someone. You know, rape has got nothing to do with alcohol consumption. I, I totally resist that idea. It might disinhibit someone's, you know, interest in assaulting someone, but it, it it's not the excuse. There's no excuse. If someone at the sharp end of it is going to sexually assault someone, they're already coming into that with attitudes towards women, which are unbelievably toxic and unacceptable. Those behaviours are driven by attitudes to other people, not just by alcohol.
0: In researching this episode, I looked at a lot of videos of Mad Monday celebrations, not just from professional-level codes, but through the amateur leagues. And video after video after video these young guys get naked with each other. It makes no sense. What are they doing?
2: Well, there's an academic term for that, which is homosocial behaviour, right? It's not necessarily homosexual behaviour, though maybe sometimes it is. It's very particular to to male dominated, male hierarchical organisations. It's a kind of way of male bonding. So there can be a positive element to that, which is that they're, they're just comfortable. But there's also, there's a toxicity to that sort of male bonding as well because what then tends to happen is it leads to sort of sexual encounters which may not be consensual or which are dodgy at best, where consent is dodgy. It's a kind of us-against-the-world attitude which, you know, we're kind of part of a tribe, I think, is part of what's going on there.
0: What would you suggest NRL clubs do in the lead-up to Mad Monday? Do they sit down the players and talk to them, what's the best course of action to stop these incidents from happening?
2: Well, this is the the education program that the NRL has been involved in over a decade. And it's based on research. And in fact, I've just finished the third large rege- research project for the NRL, in which we survey all the players. I mean, the research I've done suggests that in many ways, if you look at the majority of rugby league players, their attitudes are and behaviours are ahead of the social curve. But that's not what you read on the front page of the Daily Telegraph. And there's no excuse for any incident anyway. So what you do is you you keep doing research, looking at the culture, and you design education programmes based around what you find around attitudes that drive behaviours. And the education isn't just tick the box, do this, boys, don't do that, boys it's about designing scenarios which are real to them real life scenarios that they find themselves in that they get involved in including mad monday and you get them to workshop thinking through how does a good night go bad you know and you want to you want the privilege of playing elite sport well you know this is how your whole career can go down the toilet essentially so that, i mean that's the approach that the league has taken Plus, they also have very strict penalties now. So I think it's a combination of education, which is a positive, proactive thing. And it's also a big stick approach, which is serious penalties for bad behaviour. There's no
0: doubt that these young men are in a very bright spotlight. So any wrong step will be broadcast, headlined and then dealt with, possibly in a financial or even a career altering way. And yes, they should be responsible for their own behaviour. Yes, they should learn from those who've made headlines in the past. But they do also have the right to celebrate the end of the season, the same as many of us celebrated at a work Christmas party. But they need to commit to behaving as if they are still at work. So while Mad Mondays get underway across the country, like them or not, we just hope that no one, player or member of the public, gets hurt. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash quickie. And if there's a new story you'd like us to investigate,
2: shoot us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au.